Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. It's great to be with you today. we got so many subjects that we want to tackle and we want to address, and so we're going to get through them. Obviously, the Raiders get a win. They improved to two and three. Now, my preseason prediction, I said I thought this was a nine-win team. I was very emphatic. I, I mean, they could maybe steal one and get to the playoffs, but I didn't think this was that caliber of a team. And that's the standard that I'm going to hold them to. So if they overachieve, great. We're going to give credit where credit's due. If they do what they're supposed to do, great. And if they don't, we're going to address that. Right now, they're one game behind in, in that prediction. So clearly, there's there's it's not time to panic, although there are reasons to be concerned. And we're going to address all that today. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into several subjects today, including people wanting the Raiders to tank. We're going to talk about the deep ball which is not part of the Raiders' attack right now. We're going to talk about the Jimmy Garoppolo post-game press conference, so I think that's important to talk about that. We're going to also get into the trade or potential trade or acquisition of a new defensive end, and we're going to get into analytics. So we got a lot to talk about today on the podcast that I think is going to be of great interest to Raiders. So let me just quickly say I appreciate all of you. We are growing exponentially So I'm asking you, please make sure that you subscribe, share what we offer. We offer anywhere from 10, 15, 16 pieces of original content every single day covering your Raiders. 
And like, unlike a lot of places, our business model is that we give it for free because we think if we give it for free, people are going to come eat if it's good food. And so encourage it. Don't, don't pay for what we give you for free. But if you like it, please share it. Let people know that you like it. Subscribe. Do those types of things. It's free. We're not going to, you know, sell your stuff. But that way you get it all and it's there. I just want to thank you for the teamwork. I, I want you to know I am very aware that there are many places to go get Raider information and some really good places. I'm friends with people who cover the team that do a great job. Not I'm not in any way implying that we're the only ones. But you have a lot of places that you can go. And the fact that you come here, we don't take it for granted. We appreciate you. 99% of the fans are awesome and we love you and appreciate you. The 1%, I think all of us can just kind of move them to the side. That's what mute buttons are for. But 99% of you are so awesome and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I do want to address one thing yesterday. I got a tweet. You have to understand, I get a voluminous amount of them from somebody whose son has graduated from UNLV and wants to be in the business. And I said, great, have them contact me. And then yesterday, I don't remember the number. I quit counting, but it was close to 80 people had emailed me. So understand, this is why a lot of journalists maybe don't interact with fans. Um, and I apologize about that because you just get such a response. And that's 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 not a complaint. Please don't hear that. But guys, I can't help 80 or 90 people. And so I just want you to, to be aware of that. I'm, I'm, I'm sifting through it, but I have to cover the team first. Secondly, uh, and I think this is super, super important. <clears throat> I'm one of the few media members that actually follows back some media, some fans. I think if you say a bunch of stuff that's interesting, whether I agree or not, and you, you keep it civil over amount of time, I'll just follow people because I want to I want to hear what other people are thinking. Um, I'm at my limit of 5,000 friends on Facebook, but you can also go to our Facebook uh, Facebook page, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Sports Illustrated Nation, Las Vegas Raiders. Go there, find our Facebook page, please, and like it. But um, if I've got an opening on my friends thing and somebody sends me a friend request, I'll take it. I have no problem with that. But I want to make a couple of things super clear. Then I'm going to get into Raider stuff. Um, I had a bunch of people direct messaging me and uh, on Twitter and Facebook during games and press conferences. <clears throat> my private Facebook is my private Facebook. If I accept you, it's because there's a spot. But that's not a place. I don't talk Raiders on there. That's a place where I talk about my kids and family and hunting and fishing and those type of things. And so – I. If you want to contact me, contact me through Twitter or through email. That's the best way to do it, and, and that's the, the only way to do it. I appreciate it if you would do that. But I, I love to interact with you, love to talk with you, love to hear your thoughts and opinions. It's a lot of fun. I, I set time aside at least once a day, sometimes two or three, depending on what I'm doing, where I just jump on Twitter and interact with people, and I enjoy it, and I appreciate it. And I talk to people in our community on our uh, YouTube page. So let's get right to it. I want to talk about the the tanking. Years ago, we heard tanking for Tua when everybody knew Miami wanted Tua Tunga Viola. And there's a lot of people that wanted fans that wanted the Raiders to tank for Caleb Williams. Now, I'm going to address a few things today and just give you some just hard facts and give you some, some thoughts. First of all, there is no guaranteed quarterback in the first round. There are a lot of good ones. There's guys who come out that you know, like you knew Peyton Manning was going to be special. You knew Andrew Luck was going to be special. Um, 
a lot of people agree that you knew kind of Trevor Lawrence was going to be special. And there are a couple of those guys in this draft. But still, you may remember half the NFL thought Ryan Leaf was a better pick than Peyton Manning. And, you know, there, there's a lot of you don't know what's going to happen, number one. So tanking for anybody is a big risk. Number two, tanking tells your players and your fans we've given up on this year. Now, you may say, Caleb Williams, I'd rather give up a year, and it's fine. I'm not calling anybody that thinks tanking for anybody is a bad idea. That's an opinion, and I appreciate it, and I respect it. But it doesn't send the right message to your team because when guys know that you're not competing to win, then they they play not to get hurt and they play for their personal stats. And I'm going to say this, whether you are a Josh McDaniels fan or you can't stand the guy, it's integrity that says we're going to fight to win every game. We're going to fight to do it. Now, you may not like it. You may not like him. That's your, that's your decision. I'm not going to try to sway you one way or the other. But I think it's integrity when you're a coach and you go out there and you try to win. Just, we're going out to win. I think Lovey Smith, a couple years ago with Houston, he knew they were firing him. Went for two. That's just the way that you should do it. That is being integrous to your fans, your organization, but it's also being integrous to the game of football. It's being respectful to your opponent. We're going out there to win. I remember a couple of years ago, the Raiders, if they tie the Chargers, both teams get in the playoffs. And the Chargers were playing for a, a tie. And the Raiders were like, yeah, no, no, that's not how we do it. And uh, that was when Rich Passaccia was coach. I love that. I thought that was one of just one of my greatest football memories. I loved it. Thought it was great. And so <clears> – <throat> The tanking concept, if they were tanking, they're not anymore. They got two wins. They're out. They're not going to get Caleb. And I'm also going to give you this piece of information. As you guys know, when the season's over, I always do my mock draft Mondays, and, and I'm talking to people. I'm, of course, I'm at the Combine. I'm talking to NFL people all the time. And But it still happens during the season. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of Caleb Williams love. So this is not a slam on Caleb. But I'm hearing more and more each week that there's even greater love for Drake May. I'm not making any bold prediction that Drake's going to go first, but it would not surprise me. Right now, I think it's a it's a crapshoot 50-50 who goes first, Caleb or Drake. I think a lot of it will depend on the person's system that they run or are going to change to. But again, I, I I I don't know that it's always – it may be for you, let's tank for Caleb. But I think the growing sentiment around the league is there are two. There could be as many as four. Although when I talk to people, how many legitimate first-round quarterback grades do you have? Right now it's two. And they think more are going to get in there. <clears throat> so, for example, most of the teams last year that I talked to didn't even have Will Levitz as a first-round grade. Most of them, okay? But there were a few teams you saw the Raiders doing some strategery. That's not my word, by the way. I, I don't know where it came from, but it's a I think it's a funny word. Um, Bringing in Will, and you saw, oh, Raiders may be interested in Will Levitz. And I'm like, no, they're not. But anyways, um, that little, you know, trying to get people to move up, make some bad picks to help your, your status. 
So that's going on. There's a lot of gamesmanship, but I'm hearing from people that I trust who always give reliable information um, that the Drake made Caleb thing, but there is no tanking in Vegas. They want to win. And I, and I, I want to address that for a minute because you can look at coaching mistakes. You can look at player execution mistakes. You can look at personnel mistakes. And those are all legitimate things to look at. I'm not saying you sweep any of that under the carpet at all. But I think as a fan base that you would want your team every week competing. Now, you may not like how they compete. You may not like who they're competing with. Those are legitimate. But I think it speaks of integrity, and we're going to get into that a lot more. But they're not tanking. I've said all along they weren't tanking, and that is not the mindset. It is win, win, win. Uh, there's a song I, I heard the other day. I really like it. All I want to do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> you can tell I'm not a singer. But the point is, is that song is is what the Raider mentality is right now. And with a motto, with, with a franchise whose motto has been just win, baby, and you haven't won enough, it should be there. So, again, you may not like that, but I have a lot of people ask me about the tank. There's no tank, not even remotely. And I think if they tanked, they would, which I, I don't even think is part of their mentality. And I respect that. I like that. But I think if they started to tank, they would lose a ton of the locker room. And they haven't. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, I want to talk about the Raiders. <clears throat> potentially acquiring another defensive end. That was a legitimate story. Um, they are doing that. In fact, I had gotten a text before the game from another NFL executive, and I put, hmm, on Twitter. Now, the reason I did that was not to be a tease, but uh, if something had gone down before I could verify it, I wanted people to at least know I was hearing about it. And uh, I made a phone call and it there was there had been some interest. There had been some you know, a little bit of talk, but nothing was imminent. That's why I just don't run and report a rumor. I'm, I'm going to go to the people who will confirm things for me. So here is what we know about the Raiders search for another defensive end. Clearly, the Chandler Jones is behind them. Now, I want to go back to talk to tanking a minute ago because I talked about the mentality is win, 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 win. Most coaches and general managers, when they feel heat from not winning enough, will make panic moves. They will make moves that hurt the franchise in the future for some short-term gain. That is not the mentality of Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. You may want them gone. You may want them fired. I know a lot of you do. But they're not going to risk the future for some momentary uh, balm on the wounds of today. Now, my job, and you know this, I'm not afraid to be critical at all. I'm going to be critical coming up here in a little bit. But my job is to be fair. You know, one of the things that I despise about modern media, whether it's politics or sports or news or whatever, people aren't stupid. Give people facts and let them make their own assessment. You know what? If you say, I've seen enough of Josh McDaniels, I don't like Josh McDaniels. That's a legitimate feeling that I think can be substantiated. 
you may say, you know what? I, I look at Josh McDaniels and, and I think, you know, I think he can get this thing together. I think they can win with him. I think there you can substantiate that. That's fair. But just because two people have two opinions that diabolically disagree doesn't mean there isn't commonality, doesn't mean that there isn't some um, semblance of, okay, we have two different opinions, but we're, we're still in the same group. I've never understood that. Now, I understand in Raider Nation, these fans are absolutely passionate and they're ravenous. And I was asked on a, on a national radio show yesterday, um, how would you describe the fan base? And I've always used the term ravenous, but I said, not anymore. I think they're starved. They want to win. You guys just show up. Um, I put up a, a tweet out. The Raider Nation was loud and proud before the game. And you could hear Go Pack Go and the Packers fans were really loud in that game. But when you go back and look at when they were their loudest, it's when the Raiders were not playing well. And they were frustrated. You know what? You don't hear boos. I go to a lot of places, you hear boos. And uh, so, again, I, I don't I don't think two people and, and sometimes in our society, we act like if you and I disagree, I have to hate you. That is so stupid. I don't care what it is. Don't care if it's sports, news, politics, religion, whatever. You don't agree with me. I don't hate you. It's immaturity. So back to Josh and Dave. First of all, they are not going to make any decision that hurts the long term viability of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, please hear me out. So if you support them and you think these are our guys, that should make you proud. They're not tanking. They're thinking about the future. If you don't like them and you want them fired at the end of the year, then you should come at this with a heart of appreciation. Hey, I don't want them here. I don't think they're going to be here. But at the end of the year, I'm really glad they didn't do anything to hurt us. That's integrity. And you may not like them or you may be their biggest fans. But that's integrity. So here's the deal. Our, I was the report uh, was basically that they were they they weren't willing to give up draft capital, but they would be willing to give up a player. Okay, accurate. Except I learned yesterday. Actually, I learned it. It may have been Monday night or or Tuesday. I apologize. I don't remember the exact time, but you got to understand all that time ran together, and I didn't sleep. Um that they would be willing to give up draft capital if the person had a contract that fit within the long-term plans of the franchise and they felt fit fit the long-term plan of the franchise. I'm not going to use any names, so don't ask me. I know you're going to. I can just see some guy with his cup of coffee. Oh, no, who is it? <laughs> not going to yet. I don't think that would be appropriate because um, – I know a couple names, but here's why I'm telling you this. Because if that if that player doesn't know, and I'm hearing from people around the league, I don't want to cause any issues for any organization. That's how you get people to continue to talk to you. But um, I do believe there is one, maybe two, that they would use draft capital for. Now, one of the things that goes into the Raiders value draft picks more than anything because they want to build this team the right way, which is through the draft, which is very smart, okay? <clears throat> so the only way they're willing to give up draft capital is let's go look at Devontae. The best receiver in the league, you give up a one. Okay, he's worth a one. 
So if they're going to give up draft capital, that's got to be somebody that they are fully convinced is worth that pick. And whoever I pick at that pick is not going to have a greater impact on the long-term viability of the Las Vegas Raiders than this guy. Now, that was very clear with Devontae. So I think there are some guys. Um, they're they're still looking for guys, though, that are going to come in and be a, a positive impact on the culture. They have a very good locker room. In fact, I'm going to get to that in a minute. They have a very, very good locker room. So the Raiders are absolutely looking for a defensive end. Would they prefer a trade? Yes. But then would they be willing to use draft capital? Yes. But within a very tight parameter, very, very tight parameter. And I think that's important. And I think wherever you stand on the Josh McDaniels front, I think everybody can look at that and say, that's a wise decision. That's being smart. And to Josh's credit, I think it it absolutely demonstrates a commitment to winning, which none of us have ever questioned his desire to win. And I think it shows integrity. And I think that's important in this world. Now, I want to address text that I got. Let me read it to you. One of the players said this to me. It was great win. Great win. Really felt good for Josh. Not a rah-rah type. Not going to scream out MF, MF, MF. But really happy for him. You could see it on his face. I think it made all of us happy. Now, I talked to three players not at the facility. Meaning I didn't talk to him when I was at the facility yesterday. Just... Hey, congratulations on the win. Any thoughts? And what I thought was fascinating was all three <clears throat> were happy for Josh. Now, I know that this goes against the wave of the river, the way goes against the grain of the river, goes against you're paddling upstream here. But that's okay, because my job is to give you truth and then let you disseminate it any way that you want. If you want to say Hondo, he's a regime guy. That's fine. I think the regime would disagree with you. Although I think we get along great. I think they would disagree. But my job is just to give you truth. And I keep telling you this. He's not lost the locker room. And when you see players who've been working hard get a win and they're, and they're happy for their coach, that's a big deal. Those are things that go into uh, – I remember a team I was covering one time that was that was struggling. And after the win, you know, players, oh, yeah, blankety-blank, yeah, man, I needed this or whatever. This one's for my brothers. These guys are, hey, it was good for us. It was a great team win. And then privately, these are people that I know who would tell me, happy for Josh. So that locker room on, on, on Monday night was a happy place. And, again, do I think people in the organization now – blindly think everything Josh says is going to work? No, I don't believe that. But they're grown men. It's not like it's college or high school. But that doesn't mean he's lost the locker room. And I think that's pretty cool. And and whether, again, whether you want him gone or you want him to stay, I think it's just cool that you got a bunch of players that are still committed, still fighting, still going at it because Josh is relentless. And he's got these guys on – I mean, it is it, one person described it who's not a player, but as a as a Marine regiment. Let's stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. 
So anyways, I thought that you would appreciate that little inside information and like it. All right, let's talk about the deep ball. Now, the rap on Jimmy Garoppolo has been he can't throw a deep ball. Now, I know for a fact that he can because I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it several times in practice. Okay, so that that's something that you need to just establish. That's my opinion based on what my eyes tell me. Okay. Now, during training camp, we're out there for the entire practice. But when it's not training camp, we go out for a couple minutes and watch them stretch. That's it. So when people say, hey, who's working with the ones? Well, we're not out there. Now, we can get information, and we do, and I tell you what that information is. But we don't get to see that. So you have to understand, oh, you know, all the beat writers, you guys just are carrying the water. No, we're not, but if, I'm not going to tell you things that either I don't know or don't see. So Jimmy can throw the deep ball. I've seen him. Does he throw it with ease? Meaning, does it just look effortless? No. No. Um, I, For example, Matt Stafford. I've watched him flat-footed just put the football anywhere he wanted to put it on a football field. I love Matt. Great guy. Just great guy. And and I've been around him a lot, been around him in practices, and just we're at boom. He puts the football anywhere he wants. Okay, that's not Jimmy Garoppolo. He is very deadly in that pocket range where Josh likes to attack anyways of up to 25 yards. But not having a deep ball is hurting the Raiders. Now, they're not out there taking shots. And do I think that it would help them? Yes. Um, I think it's something that I'm not going to ask Josh about this week. I didn't yesterday at his weekly press conference. I'm not going to um, the rest this week. But it's something that my I is coming that I think is going to be fair. Now, if they get a winning streak going here, and it's not necessary to win, then that question falls to the bottom of importance, which it should. If they're winning, it doesn't really matter. You're not, you're not going. For example, when I go to a restaurant, I'm going out to dinner tonight with my son, and when I go out to a restaurant, I I don't care how they make it. I'm not back in the kitchen saying, "Show me how to make it." No, it's just not the way the world operates. So if they're winning. It's something that, but if they're not, that's something because I've got a couple comments from some some people on teams that they've played that has said, you know, it, it certainly changes our coverage a little bit. You know, when we're not afraid of a deep ball. Now, maybe it's strategery. Maybe Josh is waiting for that moment that they need a deep one and everybody's cheating up. Okay. That you may say, well, why wouldn't you do it now? I'm not arguing that. I think it's something they need to be doing every game because especially when you know teams are stacking the box, make those safeties step back a little bit, be a little bit more honest. Okay. So I would like to see it, even if it's a couple times a game, I would like to see it. Okay. But it's, but they won and it falls to the bottom. I still think there are other questions more germane right now. And that's why I'll ask those. So the deep ball is a concern. Teams are starting to, um, Certainly game plan differently because of it. So it could be Josh McDaniels being a master strategizer, or it could be him making a massive blunder. We're going to see. But you asked me to address it. I wanted to, and, and, and uh, I had just talked with somebody 
Um, well, I, you may remember everyone was blasting the offensive line because the offensive line, you know, was getting beat up pretty good on uh, Monday night. Well, I noticed that Green Bay blitzing a lot. And so after the game, I grabbed someone within the Packers organization that I know pretty well and uh, just hit him up and said, listen, it appeared to me you guys blitzed more than anything I saw in film all year, to which his response was, we blitzed more in this game than we've blitzed the entire year. Now, you may remember at, at Tuesday's press conference, if you didn't watch the video, go watch it. Um, I asked Josh McDaniels about it, and he agreed they did. So when you got five blockers or six and they're bringing eight guys or they're bringing seven, you know, so when everyone's all oh, the offensive line is crap, well, we know they're not crap. Look what they did last year. But when teams are loading the box and blitzing and stacking, they're not going to look as good. And that's where a deep ball can keep them honest. However, if they're bringing so many people that you can't get the deep ball without getting a sack, then that's a legitimate reason why you're not throwing the deep ball. And as a coach, it's your job to do some strategy, some game planning. Maybe you go with quick slants. But it's your job to get that ball out there quickly. So, again, do I I don't think that the offensive line was terrible on Monday night. I know that's just going to get me crucified. There's a lot they have to clean up. But to just throw that out there and be hypercritical without knowing Green Bay blitzed more than they had ever blitzed all year, then it puts in perspective. Okay, that makes sense. So, for example, Devontae Adams didn't have the numbers that he's had in other games this year. Does it mean Devontae sucks? No. It means Green Bay was double and triple teaming him. So they're doing everything to stop him, and they're loading the box to bring pressure on Jimmy or to stop Josh McDaniels. This is why it's imperative. There's got to be more Trey Tucker. Where in the world are we not seeing more Hunter Renfro? Michael Mayer, Austin Hooper saw a little bit more from the tight ends, but not enough. This is where then the game planning has to make adjustments. All right, you're going to blitz us? You're going to put two or three on Devontae? Great. Quick slant, quick slant, quick slant, quick slant, quick slant. I remember watching a football game one time where this team was being attacked the way the Raiders are right now. And the quarterback, I mean, the offensive coordinator called, I believe it was 10 or 11 quick slants in a row. I mean, just same exact play. Whoop, whoop. Just march down the field and score. Guess what? They didn't do it the rest of the game. That's on coaching now to make adjustments. But a lot of people have asked me about the deep ball. It is missing. Those are the things I know he can throw it because I've seen him. So to just say Jimmy can't do it, not true. Now, do I think he does it with ease like other quarterbacks with big arms? No. But I also think there's a lot of quarterbacks with big arms that don't have the touch and that intermediary range that Jimmy does. That's fair. But I think even if you're not connecting, it has got to be there. It's got to be part of your game plan. Take those shots. Um, I knew a, a head coach one time whose philosophy was within the first three plays of both halves, I'm taking deep shots. I'm taking deep shots. I'm going to make you account for it. I would like to see more of that, but that's legitimate. All right, next I want to talk about the Jimmy Garoppolo presser. Um, There's a lot of criticism um, because I didn't ask – there wasn't really any tough questions of Jimmy. First of all, you have to understand – I, I said this after the game in my podcast. I didn't get a chance to talk to Jimmy um, because I was in the locker room talking to players. And at the specific time, um, I was talking to Colton Miller, 
off camera. And so it was a, it was a very, very good conversation. And I, I can't be in two places at one time. So a lot of the people were in there waiting to talk to Devonte Adams, Colton Miller and others. That's why there wasn't as many. And I know instantly because the fan base is upset. Oh, that's the Raiders trying to keep protect Jimmy. No, we can go anywhere we want. But at that time I was having a, a very important conversation with, with Colton. And uh, it was one that was you know, very good information. And, and quite frankly, um, I think I got more information than what I would have got out of Jimmy. So for those of you wondering why I wasn't there, that's why I was in the locker room. Just making you aware of that. Next, um, I want to get into analytics because there's been a lot of people asking me, what are the analytics that the Raiders use? Now, there are the Chargers and their coach. Let me just say something. If you love Josh or can't stand Josh, when you go to bed at night, you say your prayers. Thank God you don't have that guy's your head coach. Ugh. I believe in analytics. I am not one of these old men. Get off my lawn. Well, okay, I may be that, but I'm not against analytics. Neither is Josh. But he addressed it yesterday in his press comments, and I really encourage you to go back and watch that video. I put it up of his Tuesday press conference. Really solid, good stuff. Super solid, good stuff. And I think it would behoove you to watch it because he addresses analytics. So, you know, you may say, and I'm making these, these analytics up, 52% of people who go for it on third down make it. Go for it on third down. Great. I think teams need to be more on fourth down. Excuse me. I'm all for going for stuff on fourth down. You see me say it all the time. Hey, if Josh McDaniels gets this or not, I like this call. I like that aggression. But then you got to take in down and distance. See, you just can't – I'll never forget this when I was in college and we're taking a, a, a politics course and they talked about you can make uh, polls and statistics say anything you want. So if you don't, you know, so for example, if it's a political poll, okay, are you polling one political party more than the other? Or are you polling to what the electorate look, looks like? All those types of things. So analytics are good, but analytics also need to be balanced as well. Now, Josh addressed analytics and addressed that. You may not agree with his answer, but I, I think you should go hear what he has to say because I think that's very fair. I It's not my job to tell you whether I agree or disagree with his assessment, but he was asked and gave an honest answer. And that's all you can ask. You know, I will never forget one time, as long as I live, I had done something wrong. And my dad said, why'd you do it? I wanted to. Did you know it was wrong? Yes. Did I tell you it was wrong? Yes, sir. So why'd you do it? I wanted to, Dad. He goes, all right. He turned and walked away. I said, I'm not in trouble. He goes, no. You're growing into a man. You were honest with me. I don't like it, but I can deal with it. Don't do it again. <laughs> okay. You may not like Josh's answer, but at least he gave a fair one. It wasn't a, a long diatribe of saying nothing. I thought it was fair. He talked about, you know, you got to know all of the analytics, not just X percent. And I think he's right on there. And I agree with that. So, yes, they do do analytics. 
They do have people on the staff that are constantly monitoring analytics and they do listen to it. And um, I, I think that's that was a very fair question one of you asked me about. And that's why I wanted to address it in this podcast. So there's a lot of things there. Just to refresh, remember, we, we talked about tanking, talked about deep balls. We talked about Jimmy's presser. We talked about the defensive end trade and we talked about analytics. And I want to end with this today. I told you going into this game, these next six games are going to tell you everything you need to know about Josh McDaniels. I understand some of you have already made your opinion up. You want him back no matter what. And some of you want him gone no matter what. That's fine. Those are your opinions. But for those of you that are still trying to weigh the franchise and what you think, he's 1-0 in these six games. Now, I want you to know what good is it to win one and then lose two that you should win. But for a lot of reasons, I think this game on Sunday is monstrous. For a lot of reasons. I don't think right now is the time to go into those. But I want to say this. The Packers are not the team, excuse me, the Patriots are not the team that we thought they were. Um, they are in disarray. I have said this now for a couple of months, and I stand by it. Um, based on what I am hearing, if Bill Belichick does not get to the playoffs, I think there is an excellent shot he's not the coach there next year. Right or wrong, just telling you what I'm hearing from people uh, close to the situation. They are in trouble. There's blood in the water, and it's time for the Raiders to be sharks. It's time to be sharks. And this is a team that the Raiders would have zero business losing to. I don't have unrealistic expectations that this is a playoff team. But in year two, with a bevy of your guys, I have complete expectations, complete expectations that you improve. You've heard me say it. Good teams. And to be good in the NFL, I consider you a above 500 team. And I think this is it, that good teams win the games you're supposed to win. This is a game the Raiders are supposed to win. They were supposed to be Pittsburgh and, and flop. Big loss. You can't lose games you're supposed to win because there are games you're supposed to lose and they're against good teams who don't lose games they're supposed to win. This is big for a lot of reasons, not just one win. I think it's big for the narrative of the franchise. That's all I'm going to say, but there's more there. After the game, I may talk about it depending on a win or a loss, but I think this is a monster game. And I think that they're, the Raiders are under a microscope right now. Their season, I believe, I told you these next six games, they're 1-0 so far. I told you I expected a loss of Detroit in those six games. And there's an old adage in football, they all count one. But some are bigger. This is a very big game. I expected the Raiders to win on Sunday, on Monday night, and they did. I expect them to win Sunday. Big game. Very, very big game. We got a lot more we're going to be talking about all week. 
a lot more information. Uh, can't get into it all today, obviously. But I just want you to remind you, I appreciate you. I respect you. Thank you so much for following. Make sure you subscribe, follow, whatever. Remember, we're on Twitter, at Hondo Carpenter. On Twitter, at Hondo Carpenter. If you want to go like our Facebook page and join the conversation there, it's Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider. That's the name of the group. Obviously, you've got the website with all the articles you guys are reading. Please share that stuff. We appreciate you. But for all of us here at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider, this is Hondo Carpenter, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks for being with us, everybody. God bless you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this has been a las vegas raiders insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.